Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates, advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. Manx Radio's Update with Andy Wint. Fast my good evening at half past five. This is update for Tuesday, 9th of January, 2024, from Manx Radio, 30 minutes. Looking at the latest news on the Isle of Man. Background to that news and sport and business and sea watch and travel updates and the newsmakers in person. This evening, the COVID review criticises steam packet isolation rules. Uh, Heritage Railways need a strategy. Three selected for Patrick Commissioners. The new Laxey Wheel entrance has been dropped and almost 600 wallabies inhabit the Currucks. Man Benham for all your business and legal needs. First of all, at 29 minutes ahead of 6 o'clock, the update news headlines. Fast to my Christian Jones. Fast to my. A review into government's handling of the COVID-19 pandemic has found insufficient attention was paid to steam packet arrangements while coronavirus restrictions were in place on the island. Kate Runner Casey, who's in charge of the review, found it was unfair and wrong for government to have blamed the crew for an outbreak that led to the island's third lockdown. The firm behind a newly published report has recommended a strategy should be produced for the development of the island's heritage railways over the period to 2040. Transport consultant Sistra also found that for every £1 spent in subvention and capital investment on the network, there's a benefit to the Manx economy of £2.88. And three residents from Patrick have temporarily joined the commissioners after being selected by the Cabinet Office. It comes after a series of resignations from the local authority following a report which highlights alleged wrongdoing by one board member who's only known in the document as Commissioner X. In international news, UK Foreign Secretary Dit Lord Cameron's told MPs he's worried Israel may have taken action in breach of international law over its bombing of Gaza. He's also accused Hamas of prolonging the law while confirming two British nationals are still being held hostage. The sub-postmaster who brought a claim against the post office over faulty IT software and manufacturer Fujitsu have been invited to give evidence to MPs next week. Ministers are actively considering laws which could speed up the process of squashing the 700 wrongful convictions. Those are the update news headlines next at six. Secure tomorrow today with Man Benham's guidance on powers of attorney and more. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Goromaya, thank you, Christian. From the Ronalds Way Met Office, there is a strong wind warning in operation for the North RAC, state of sea, slight or moderate. And the weather this evening, dry, partially cloudy, after dark, frost and ice over high ground. Overnight minimum is 3 Celsius. The matrix signs at Hilbury, Solby, the Garrow and Ramsey towards the mountain, showing ice on the mountain road currently. And for Wednesday, Jacrane, dry, cloudy tomorrow with bright periods, a moderate to fresh northeasterly. Top temperature 6 Celsius down to 4 through the night. And for Jardine, Thursday's dry and bright with a moderate to fresh northeasterly, highest temperature 6 Celsius. Tides on the way back in, high waters 4 minutes after 10 tonight, low tide 27 minutes after 4 a.m., sunrise 26 minutes before 9 and the morning high water 14 minutes past 10. Manx Glass and Glazing are proud to be an approved contractor with Construction Isle of Man. Call the team on 674573 or visit the showroom on the Snugborough Trading Estate. 
According to the chair of the COVID review, insufficient attention was paid to steam packet arrangements while coronavirus restrictions were in place on the Isle of Man. Kate Brunner KC says issues around isolation rules for crew members were reflective of insufficient attention at the borders in general. Here's Sean Cowper. In February 2021, an outbreak of COVID in the community was traced back to steam packet crew, eventually resulting in the island heading into lockdown for a third time the following month. At the time, government blamed the steam packet workers for not isolating, while a ferry operator argued its Manx workers were exempt from isolation. Ms Brunner found it was unfair and wrong for government to have blamed the crew, stating there was no legal requirement for them to isolate. Her report describes an unfortunate miscommunication at the heart of the steam packet outbreak, with insufficient attention on the issue, poor drafting of exemption certificates and a lack of compliance checks. The review examined communication between a crew member and the then health minister prior to the outbreak, with Ms Brunner concluding David Ashford should have registered that steam packet crew were not isolating, but did not. She found former Director of Public Health Dr Henrietta Ewart was clear with her expectations that crew isolate, but that her advice didn't cascade throughout the steam packet, so those on board were unaware of government's expectations. The head of government's COVID response team told the review, our focus was so much on everything else that I guess we missed something glaringly obvious. Ms Brunner states there should have been a system in place for spot checking that self-isolation expectations were being followed and that proactive consideration should have been given to extra testing for crew members as well as early vaccination. The steam packet did ask for its workers to be prioritised for jabs in December 2020, but it was February 2021 before the request, which was ultimately denied, was considered by the Council of Ministers. Ms Brunner says the ministers and officers who gave evidence to her review accept the steam packet should have been offered more involvement in decisions. 24 minutes before six this Tuesday evening on the Isle of Man, the motor vessel Mangsman just arrived in the inner harbour and going astern onto the link span. A strategy should be produced for the development of the Isle of Man's heritage railways over the period to 2040. One of a number of recommendations in the newly published report by the transport consultants Sistra. Christian's back with the full story. Transport consultant Sistra found that for every £1 spent in subvention and capital investment on the heritage railways, there is a benefit to the Manx economy of £2.88. That equates to a contribution of around £17 million to the Manx economy each year, as despite capital spending falling from £5 million per annum to around £2.5 million in 2023. The consultant argues this should be increased for a small number of years to allow the track renewals programme to be completed, after which it should reduce to a lower but consistent level. Elsewhere, part of Sistra's brief was to consider alternative options for development. As a case study, it examined the conversion of the Laxey to Ramsey route to single-track operation, with passing loops to provide space for a parallel cycle track. This option would allow for some ongoing track maintenance savings, while retaining and enhancing the green travel benefits of the railway, although it would be at the cost of additional capital expenditure. Ultimately, it deemed this option not viable, given the seasonal nature of tourism to the island. Sister also found there is no case for the withdrawal of services between Castletown and Port Heron, as the cost savings would be relatively small. And what about the big question of the moment? Should the horse trams be reinstated to the sea terminal? Sister found there is a strategic case for reinstatement of horse trams to the sea terminal if the terminal was utilised as part of the railway's visitor facilities as part of a long-term investment into the island's heritage railways. But the financial case for reinstatement would require a very large increase in passenger numbers 
numbers to avoid a further increase in subvention based on current operating methods. You can find a breakdown of recommendations from the consultants and the reports in full at manxradio.com. The Isle of Man in 30 minutes. Update on Manx Radio with Andy Wynn. Fast am I, three residents from the parish of Patrick have been temporarily uh, joined to the commissioners after being selected by the Cabinet Office. It comes after a series of resignations from the local authority following a report from the previous Timwell Commissioner for Administration, Angela Main Thompson. Here's our local democracy reporter, Emma Draper, with the story. The new temporary board members are David Talbot, Margaret Killier and Gordon Clegg. Each were selected by the Cabinet Office to fill in the gaps of the resigned members whilst a by-election notice is being served and elected members are brought in. David Talbot, who was chosen as chairman due to the absence of Roger Banks-Jones, explained the roles to me. We've been invited by the Cabinet Office to take up a temporary position until such time as been successful applicants as a result of the advert that we're going to the paper this week. How were you selected for the role? Um, we were asked by the Cabinet Office. I've not, no idea what criteria they used other than the fact that they said that uh, we had some experience of the community and we'll be able to bring that to bear in the meetings. We're, we're all residents in, in the area of uh, Patrick. The only elected commissioner at the meeting was Henry Brideson. A decision on what to do about Glen Russian Road, the highway at the centre of Angela Main Thompson's report, was debated intensely. There were calls for the report to be challenged by a petition of dolience after Margaret Killier said it was based on hearsay that Commissioner X had carried out work for his and his neighbouring farmers' benefit. It was revealed that there were no formal contracts in place and work individuals offered to find contractors for wasn't run through the clock. Miss Killier cited other times when this had happened and said a precedent had been set and called it a diabolical way of working as a local authority. The remedial work, which is due to be carried out on Glen Russian Road, was quoted at £41,000, potentially having to be paid through the rates. A resolution was made to meet with the Department of Infrastructure to see what could be done about the road. Max Wildlife Trust says the Isle of Man's wallaby population needs to be properly assessed, not only for the impact they're having on the ecosystem, but for the benefit of the animals themselves. A survey conducted by the charity last year found there now to be about 140 animals per square kilometre in Balaf Kuruks, a total of 570. Chief Exec of Max Wildlife Trust is Lee Morris. I used to work in the zoo world, and when I was at Edinburgh Zoo, I had an office and we had a wallaby walk round outside. So A, I know how popular it is for people because they go in there but I also know that if you wanted to breed a red-necked wallaby as a zoo you had to go through the European Association of Zoos and Aquariums and you had to speak to the stud book holder who would control the gene pool and which wallabies could cross with which wallabies to ensure that there was no inbreeding. So that's how the zoo world works to make sure that these problems are mitigated against. Now I don't know with red-necked wallabies whether, I can't believe a hundred escaped from the wildlife park. So however many many escaped of, of bred as a population. Now, at the last time I was in the Kuruks, there was a wallaby completely blind. It was running around the field, bumping into trees, tripping over itself. Now, I don't know if that's just what wallabies do, but even if you're the most fervent supporter of wallabies in the Isle of Man and that they're here to stay, surely we don't want them unhealthy. We need to understand this population because it's not half a dozen, it's hundreds. So we, as an island, and this is very much our standpoint, we need to understand the wallabies better and make some informed discussions and decisions about what we do next. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. Motor vessel Manxman left Hesham a minute past two. She's uh, into the inner harbour, almost on the link span as I speak, and will be discharging fairly shortly. 
Once loaded, she'll be leaving at 7.45 this evening over to Hesham, arriving there about half past 11. The overnight departure's 2.15, back to Douglas at 6 in the morning. And the morning departure from Douglas to Hesham, 8.45, motor vessel Manxman. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information. Plans to build a new visitor entrance at the Laxey Wheel have been withdrawn. That story from Siobhan Fletcher. Max National Heritage has pulled its idea to demolish and rebuild the kiosk facility at the mine road site. In a letter seen by Mike's radio, a technical officer from the Department of Environment, Food and Agriculture confirms the idea is not being proceeded with. The heritage organisation had sought permission to build a single-storey welcome hub which contains staff accommodation and administration space. The existing kiosk MNH said provided a poor visitor welcome, with no opportunity for shelter as well as limited retail opportunities. However, the new design was criticised by a number of people, including Manx historian Charles Gard, who described it as dreadful. In correspondence requesting the application be withdrawn, Head of Properties at Manx National Heritage Steve Blackford said, After further consideration, we believe that we can affect a number of changes to the proposed scheme, which will address the key issues of sighting and perception of mass to reduce the impact on the approach and setting of the wheel. A new application will follow in due course. Manx Radio has invited Manx National Heritage to comment. Manx Radio Business Briefing. At 16 minutes before six, shares in Oxford Nanopore Technologies plunged after the DNA-RNA sequencing high-tech firm warned of lower full-year margins due to a change in a purchase agreement to do with the Emirati Genome Programme, the EGP contract, which was originally signed in November 2021 over a three-year period, has been extended to the end of 20. 2026. However, the outstanding purchase commitment under the original agreement has now been removed. And for a full daily market report, go to ramseycrookall.com. Weeks of shipping disruption in the Red Sea could start to weigh on the global economy. Report Axios News with DHL advising clients to revise their inventory strategies if necessary to avoid disruptions. Shipping container rates from ports in India to the United States have spiked by nearly 70% and have uh, almost doubled or even tripled for certain regions in Europe. Attacks on commercial vessels by Yemen's Houthi militants have forced shippers to reroute around the southern coast of Africa, producing higher costs across the board and potential product shortages for retailers. China's largest shipping carrier, Costco, yesterday announced it was also spending trips through the region. $200 billion worth of goods have so far been diverted for around the Cape of Good Hope. Costco accounts for almost 11% of trade market share. Shipping giant Merce said it's diverting all vessels around the Cape of Good Hope for the foreseeable future and deny that any safe passage deal's been reached with the Houthi militants. Analysts are warning that the crisis could trigger an inflation spike as consumers start to feel the impact this spring. Global shipping problems have been made worse by the reduced capacity of a drought-ridden Panama Canal, which normally handles 8% of shipping volume. The Stock Market Report, brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European markets retreated, reversing early against the dollar edged higher and dipped against the yen oil rose after sliding in previous sessions and gold gained while focus shifted to US inflation data due later this week. The numbers from Ramsey Crook all at the close in London, the FTSE 100 down just over a tenth of a percent at 7,683. The DAX in Frankfurt down almost two tenths of a percent at the close at 16,668. A short time ago in New York City the Dow Jones Industrial down six tenths of a 
1% at 37,457. The Nasdaq Tech Stocks Index is down just over a tenth of a percent at 14,828. The S&P 500 in Chicago itself down three tenths of a percent, 4,749. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling trading at one US dollar, 27.1 cents, one euro, 16.2 cents, and 23 South African rand, 72.8 cents. In commodities, gold's up just over a tenth of a percent at $2,030 per troy ounce, and a barrel of Brent crude up almost 2.5% at $77.95. You've got an investment plan? Yeah, Mike set it up. But don't you need loads of money to do that? Not this one. It's called Cheerwater from Ramsey Crookhall, and you pay in monthly as little as £100. So it's like saving regularly, really helping us invest in the future for a house, well, the kids' education. £100 a month? I could easily do that. You should. The sooner you start, the better. Invest in your future with as little as £100 a month. Shearwater from Ramsey Crookall, the island's investment specialist for 75 years. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookall.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. A man from the United Kingdom has been remanded at the Isle of Man prison after being accused of trying to bring cannabis to the island. The story from Tessa Hawley. Richard Kane appeared at Douglas Courthouse today after being arrested at the Isle of Man airport yesterday. The 35-year-old has been charged with producing five kilograms of the Class B substance at Ronald's Way. The drug, which was believed to be contained in a suitcase which had been in the aircraft's hold, allegedly had a street value of £100,000. Yesterday, the Isle of Man Constabulary's dog unit revealed police dog Harley had had a busy morning, welcoming visitors to the island at the airport. In a post on social media, officers added, unfortunately at the airport, someone decided to bring more than holiday clothes with them and Harley didn't approve. Our police dogs are all over the island and love to say hello, but if you've got something you shouldn't have, they will find it. There was no application for bail and Mr Kane was remanded in custody until his next court appearance on the 23rd of January. Update brought to you by Simcox Advocates, advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. Manx Radio Fast to my Christian Jones. Fast to my good evening. It would appear motorsport fans are being dealt a blow after it was announced there'll be no Ulster Grand Prix this year. Organisers say despite recent positive negotiations with stakeholders of the event, there's no longer enough time to find a solution to ongoing insurance issues. All motorcycle racing in Northern Ireland was scrapped last year, including the Northwest 200 due to those problems, though that particular race and Armoy are expected to return this year. The Dundra and District Motorcycle Club says it remains committed to reviving the Ulster Grand Prix and will continue to work towards achieving that goal. Meanwhile, in snooker, Jackson snuck past Finchill Rockets 3-2, pushing them just a couple of points away from the top of the league. Peel Legion suffered at the hands of Finchill Musicians B with a 2-3 result, which places the Musicians B in pole position of the Rockets. Malou remain at the bottom after claiming their third win of the season over Q-Zone Masters. That clash saw a 2 three results. Finchell Mob beat St Olaf's 3-2 and Finchell Musicians A dominated Port St Mary Legion 4-1 and lastly Douglas Snooker Bar Wannabes continued their streak of losses to make it seven in a row losing out to the Hurricanes with a 1-4 result. 
Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Inbound at Ronald's Way, the 10 to 8 Logan Air from London City showing on time, and the 5 to 8 Logan Air from Liverpool, the returning patient transfer, is on time. Outbound, just one, the 6 o'clock Logan Air to Liverpool, that's showing on time. On the roads, phase closures on the Ballakill Ferry Road in Colby for water main work. In Douglas, Hillside Avenue is closed for adjacent office window replacement through to Circular Road. A section of Switzerland Road's closed till November for construction work. Temporary lights on Lord Street between the bus station and Duke Street for scaffolding work and also temporary lights on South Quay for gas repairs. Key and Drockard Road in Andrews is closed for phased um, water main work. Temporary closures on the Ballalai Road south of Kirk Michael for water main work. In Silverdale, the road's closed between the Ballamoda and the Fildraw Road for resurfacing. The road um, of the uh, Green Farm closed between Nassau Road and Ballacory Road north of Ramsey for culvert work. And the Heritage Trails closed between Crosby and Glen Vine off-road for duct insulation work. Now, tomorrow, be warned, Interruption City at Braddon Bridge until the end of this month. Weekdays, the road's going to be made one way for traffic heading east into Douglas from Bradton Church roundabout through to Quarterbridge, so that's one way into Douglas. Traffic heading west away from Douglas, diverted onto the new Castletown Road, then onto Saddle Road. Through weekends, Bradton Bridge is closed to traffic in both directions, diversion signs in place. More details, and you'll need them at manxradio.com. Keyside Tyres and Service Centre with one year's free engine warranty from Castrol. Get more with Keyside. And just a word to remember that the Matrix signs from Hillbury to the Mountain, Solby to the Mountain, Bagarrow to the Mountain, and Ramsey to the Mountain are advising ice on the Mountain Road. And MHK shared his concerns after a property development company owned by the Alaman Treasury recorded a loss of almost half a million pounds last year. The Manx Development Corporation, which was created to regenerate brownfield sites across the Alaman, says it was expected, but it's not yet completed any developments. Douglas Central MHK. Former Infrastructure Minister Chris Thomas says the public needs to have more information. I found it quite surprising that the government's development company for brownfield sites is actually aiming to make a dividend and return it to government. I would have thought it was just facilitating the development of brownfield sites. I always like to think through what assumptions are being made now that will come to haunt us in years to come and are we really happy with those assumptions that are being made? And the assumptions that are being made is I learned from that annual report that perhaps they're not only going to let out these properties, apparently they might develop them and then sell them eventually. And even if they are going to let them out, who are they going to let them out to? And what are the, are the values? Does of the company lists? have to have definite plans? Yeah, uh, exactly. Well, and I'm sure you it has, they haven't got them at the moment. It's the well, they, probably, they, they probably have, but the only people who know about them will be the three ministers on the um, Brownfield uh, Regeneration Steering Group. And I was never um, sufficiently senior minister, even though I was infrastructure minister. And you'd think these sorts of things were to do with infrastructure to get to go along to any of those committees and so I think that the public and certainly Keys members need to have more information about the next five, ten years so we don't get into a, a steam packet Manxman Liverpool ferry terminal situation where assumptions have been made four years ago that are coming back to haunt us now. 
Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Communicating what opportunities are available will be important to cement the long term of athletics on the Isle of Man as another busy schedule beckons. Manx Radio's athletics correspondent Dave Griffiths says recruiting for volunteer roles is as vital as having competitors to take part. Certainly most of the uh, the big events will be very much as they have been traditionally. In the very short term, one I'm really excited about is the Lancashire Cross Country Championships, which takes place the first week in January, 6th of January at Whitton Park in Blackburn. That's an event that's supported in great numbers by local athletes from the under 11 age group upwards. And I think this year we have got real talent and real medal potential in all the age groups from under 11 upwards, to be honest. And of course, in February, you know, we've got the English National Cross Country Championships. Is Sarah Aston going to be in shape to, to challenge to maintain her title from last year? And then to looking ahead to the parish walk and all the usual events. Yeah, it's it's really, really exciting and I'm looking forward to it. I think it's uh, sort of keeping athletics at, at, at the forefront. You know, just I think publicising the sport well uh, is quite important as well. I think we've got a relatively new committee with Isle of Man Athletics. Uh, that, that I say relatively new. They've been in post for probably for about a year now. Prior to that, they were really, really struggling for, for officials, so probably lost a little bit of momentum. But I think now having a full committee and a strong committee and also being supported now by Ollie uh, in his post as development officer, I think it's quite important to communicate with people in the sport, you know, what the what the plans are going forward, what their vision is for the sport going forward. And, you know, like I said, I think a lot of that will be to try and encourage more people into roles such as coaching, officiating. I mean, for example, in, in a track and field meeting, you know, you, you need a whole plethora of officials across all different disciplines, you know, from pole vault to long jump to track and everything else, you know, timekeeping, recording or whatever. So it's, it's a real diverse range of skill sets. And we've just about got those covered at the moment. But, you know, quite a lot of our officials have been around for many, many years. They're not going to be in post forever. And we need to take the pressure off them by getting more people into the sport. So I'm sure that will be the message uh, going forward. That's it for update tonight. Compiled from the resources of Manx Radio's news department. Thanks to newsreader Christian Jones, producer Amy Griffiths. After the news at 6, Douglas Rotary at 100. And then Chris Kinley with Greatest Hits at 6.30. And I'm back tomorrow at 5.30. W-I-N-T